Welcome to this osteopathic life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I am honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 60 of season three of This Osteopathic Life. This is a new number, a place I didn't really expect to arrive here in season three, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to do so. As I'm looking at my list to make sure I share with you the correct number of episodes that we are on, I see that episode 59 launched twice. And let me just share a moment here before we get into the celebration and then the content of this 60th episode of the season. So that episode last week, Winds of Change, was done quickly, right? The recording of the episode itself was pretty streamlined, not problematic. And the uploading of that episode seriously took 20 tries minimum. It's one of those things where do you take the lesson? Do you walk away? Do you keep persisting? And if you've ever had the experience of being in line for a roller coaster, a ride at an amusement park, and it rains. Now, I grew up in Michigan, went to Cedar Point at least once a year for as many years, you know, since I was height eligible all the way through till adulthood. And now I can't even imagine going on a roller coaster. Perhaps someday I'll get back there again, but right now it seems physically and dizzy wise impossible. But in any case, went all the time, rode all the rides, went from, you know, dawn till dusk and beyond. And many times there would be moments where a new ride would be under construction and be finicky or it would rain, right? And then the rides would shut down and they would reopen. And there was one summer I was there with my sister and my husband who was not yet my husband at the time. And it rained, the ride shut down, there were mechanical issues. And we were in this line for, I really think, more than three hours, some absurd amount of time. But it was one of those moments, right? We'd been in there so long, we couldn't walk away. And we'd gotten so close because many people did walk away. We were next up and we were going to sit in the front of the ride. We had to make it happen. And that's how this episode launch felt. And it was one of those things that I know how simple it can be, right? To load it up and to push share, you know, to add the tracks. And I would just keep getting this message, SoundCloud upload failed. And yes, that's what I'm using to upload it at this juncture. And it's worked pretty well for the past three years. And something that should have taken moments was taking many, many more moments, more than an hour, and then also taking up all the energy of that. And so while I'm not surprised, I have to laugh to see that it was uploaded twice, the same episode. And so while it had been failed so many times, apparently more than one took. (laughs) So I was bonus gifted with twin episodes. Both have been listened to, and I'm so curious if the same listener listened to both of the episodes and if they noticed that it was the same episode exactly. And I've been there, right? You read a book and you're reading it and then 10 pages and you're thinking, oh, I read this chapter already, but perhaps didn't pay attention or perhaps I'm getting a new message now. And so I just had to laugh because this is episode 60, but really episode 60 happened last week because there was a duplicate bonus episode. And I'm going to leave them both up because some people have listened to both of them. And why not? Why not just let it be as it is, and just be fascinated with that opportunity. 
this episode is the seasonal special, and I began to record it last night, sitting next to the Christmas tree, and I remember that from the year prior as well, by the twinkle lights, every other light in the house out, except for the monitor of my computer and the light from my phone where I'm recording, and I was just tired. It was a long day, and my children, who in the past three or four years have slept in, did not, despite having gone to bed quite late the night before, and I was just tired, and I thought, I don't think I'm going to do justice to this episode. I don't think I'm going to do well by me and my physiology, and I'm just going to go to sleep, and I'll record it tomorrow. And it's a little later today than I planned because I had the opportunity to gather with my family, and I celebrate all of that. I'm going to let it be how it is, and I'm grateful to be here with you now, so thank you. And we're coming to this after that duplicate episode and two conversations, another bonus moment where in the spirit of the season, I shared a second episode in this week of another dear colleague and her story in the gifts she has to offer regarding health and opportunities for current active programs for which you can enroll and express your interest and engage. So those are both up. And so here we are today, episode 60, a milestone moment. I'm number six in my family. And while I love odd numbers in multiples of 11, I do like those round, right? Those multiples of 10. And I can appreciate that we are nearly more than 20 episodes farther along than we were. And we still have another month to go and we'll see. We never know what might happen here. We know the possibilities are open and endless and we'll step into those spaces as they present themselves. And that's the word with which we are going to work today, present or present in those fascinating English words that can be said all different ways and brought forth in different meanings always. And we're going to look at that through the idea of presence, T-S, presence, C-E, and the idea of gift. And so here we are in this season. Yesterday for us, we unwrapped many gifts Many beautiful gifts, yes, things, and absolutely we can look at things versus experiences and the merit and the value and the possibilities of both. And in our house, we do really enjoy giving gifts. I see that when we would meet up with friends and our exuberance would be expressed in those items we identified that really spoke to us, for those people in our lives that are near and dear to us. And wrapping them up, And then unwrapping them and having the person see what it is you selected for them, what spoke to you about them, what you offer to them that they can utilize and be connected with you. And absolutely, that can also come in the way of experiences that cannot necessarily be gift-wrapped, but can still be opened and to reveal that opportunity for connection. And I think about both ends of that. And we do, in our family, really tend to, on the whole, the five of us, love the act of giving gifts. And to different degrees, there's always going to be that spectrum of engagement. But just that idea of noticing something, noticing someone, putting something together, identifying something that really speaks to you about them. And the opportunity to see that person open it up. And the graciousness of those who are willing to receive gifts, because it does require that. It requires the generosity of spirit to allow someone to gift something to you. And all of that was offered to us over these past few days, and it continues. This season does extend, and absolutely, there's not just one particular day, week, region, moment. It's available all the time. 
And so let's look at gift and see what comes up there. And take a moment and think about what was your favorite gift of this holiday season, whatever you might celebrate. What was your favorite gift of this past year? We're coming to that reflective moment of the end of the calendar year of 2021. Looking back, what was your favorite gift? Or if it's hard to pick one, what were some of your favorite gifts and why? What are those common themes? And not necessarily about the gift itself, but about the concept and the experience and the feeling you had from it being thought of, being acknowledged, being seen, feeling special, right? Seeing something that's really useful, something that's really beautiful, something that's very creative, something that challenges you. What are the characteristics of good gifts that you have received? And let's take it from that other lens. What are some of the favorite gifts that you have given? And what are those qualities there? What feels like a good gift when it really matches what you know and love about the person to whom you are giving that gift? When you just see it and automatically think, oh, right, that's it. That is the perfect thing for them. And when you find that moment right, of resonance with whatever it is you have seen, and then you wrap it up and you present it. And I love that that's the word, right? You present a present and you see the response and it's not required. And so just noticing that for a moment, because it can sometimes be challenging to receive gifts. There can be intimidation, there can be anxiety, there can be a sense of pressure, there can be this sense of, oh no, right, I didn't get this person a gift and I have given them one and vice versa and all the way around. But simply in that act of receiving in whatever way makes sense for you. And also knowing as the person giving the gift that it's not necessary for them to receive it in any particular way. You can still honor the act of giving. Now, you can also notice what the impact is of the gift. And if it isn't what you were expecting, consider why, right? What feedback might that give you for future interactions? And how can you not take that personally, but simply as information, as a noticing, as even a point of extending deeper connection with that person? So let's look at some of the definitions of gift. And here we start with one, not necessarily that is wrapped up, a notable capacity, talent, or endowment. Now, this is such a fascinating concept. And for me, one of the highlights of my elementary years was the opportunity to attend Handley Elementary in Saginaw, Michigan. And it was the program for the academically gifted and talented. And now that is a fascinating phrase and concept. And certainly we could look at it all the way around. And what does that mean? And there were tests to get in, but also what tests qualified? And aren't there ways all of us are gifted? And now if we go there, if we say, well, everybody's gifted, no one's gifted. And certainly there can be criteria, there can be categories, there can be ways in which we are gifted and talented. And the opportunity to attend this school had so many benefits in a wide variety of ways. As I've shared with you, the opportunity to play music in the after-school program was one of the major ones. The different ways that they looked at learning And again, I'm remembering this many, many years later, but it was taking us out of simply doing worksheets, right? And thinking about things in a very straightforward and linear fashion, but in a more global sense, it really feels like it was ahead of its time and still is based on what I see in some academic curricula at the moment. I also know that many students would likely have done well to be in that environment, right? And it was a gift to me to be able to be placed in that space, Now, it wasn't without its challenges, and I don't mean that academically. Yes, there were. There were ways that teachers expected us to 
think and know and engage and question and synthesize. Absolutely, there were challenges that way, but there were challenges in that setting for me separately, socially, and I've shared those in past episodes. And I love to have some recap of those, and I have the gift of engaging with some of my classmates from that time in my life who may be able to give me a different view than I can have of my own, right? Simply through the lens of my own memory and personal experience and a bit more of a panoramic view. And I'm working toward engaging with that. I'm working toward it because I want to be clear on my why, right? Maybe on the how a bit, but on the why most of all of the value of that conversation. But all of this to say, right, that idea of how we are gifted and that we all are in various ways. And how can we create spaces that honor the wide variety of ways in which we are gifted? And how do we engage with that more effectively? I'm going to put that out there as a challenge for us in 2022. Noticing the gifts, honoring those gifts, creating the spaces to exalt them, to enhance them, to enrich them, to nurture them. Definition of a gift, something voluntarily transferred by one person to another without compensation. And thinking about that, in this time of year, sometimes that voluntarily piece can be manipulated, can feel forced. The expectation is that gifts are given and received in all different directions. And seeing if we can step into that space of doing this lovingly, knowingly, purposefully, voluntarily, right? Seeing that and recognizing, right, that the act of giving a gift absolutely comes from that space of really automatic and internal and inherent wanting to give a gift, not for any other reason than the desire to give it, right? And so letting that exist and noticing the times when it does feel like I have to, I should, and seeing what comes of that space. Now we can talk about etiquette and courtesies, and there can be times when it is something that we're following through on, Even there, there's an opportunity to shift the mindset and become more purposeful and intentional about that. And also to check in with why, why we feel obligated. And if that is the best place to come from, to begin when giving a gift. Definition of gift, the act, right, or power of giving. And just that act, right, power. What interesting words to associate with this word gift, just taking that for a moment, the power of giving and seeing that and seeing how we're leveraging that power, remembering that past definition without compensation, and we could say too, without expectation of recompense, right? And seeing how we adhere to that and can we be clear on our intention there? And how can we be very certain that we're not misusing the power of giving if we're not creating that I owe you indebtedness out of this and simply offering it up right, purposefully, voluntarily, and not creating a leverage of power in that space. Gift, to endow with some power, quality, or attribute. We're gifting something to someone. And how are we leveraging that? When can we offer up what we have or what's available to another in a thoughtful and meaningful way? Right? And so we're transferring here into present right, or to present and seeing the forms of that word and how they're available to us. That will transition us into that idea of present. We're going to look at that and we'll look at it first as a verb. 
right? So present. To make a gift to, to give or bestow formally. And so seeing those, we present something. And what does that feel like? And what is the way in which we're doing that? And what are the words we use? What is the body language that we take with us into those spaces? And how do we engage in that act of presenting? Present is also to bring something, such as a play, a speech before the public, to introduce socially. And thinking about this, it can be a gift, right? We can present a present, but it can be an idea. It can be a major concept, right? It can be something moving and meaningful, like a speech, like a TED Talk. And so thinking about the times you have presented something and what comes up for you. And when does it carry this air of anxiety and stress? When does it carry a lot of excitement and pride? How do you show up in those spaces? How do you prepare yourselves for those moments? And what's something right now that perhaps you have hidden in your heart, in your mind, on your computer, in a notebook that is waiting to be presented? And what would you like to tell yourself to be able to bring that forward effectively, wholeheartedly, and knowing that that nervousness is not going to go away, but it can show up in different ways and it can be to your advantage or it can be inhibitory. And you have the chance to really shift that. To offer, to view, to bring to one's attention. And thinking about that, right? Presenting something internally can help us to see what's happening. What are the ways we might need to make some meaningful changes? And how we might want to pay attention differently. For present, to bring a formal public charge, indictment, or presentment against So we've really thought about present in flowery ways here, in those powerful, socially acceptable, desirable ways. But presenting can also be anytime we're bringing some concept, some statement, maybe an accusation, maybe that charge, as is said here, right? Bringing forward a challenge, presenting an opportunity, and that can be full of possibility and optimism, preventing presenting a challenge can also be identifying a difficulty and calling people out, right? Making people aware and saying, let's go, calling people forward to step into action, to aim, point, or direct so as to face something or in a particular direction. And so presenting toward and with something, right? To face it. And thinking about that right now, we've had some particular challenges in our area, in our region recently, And there has been a call to action, but it's a call to action also to fight. And what an interesting word. And we can look at how that word is used in different situations. We think about it in the fight against cancer and we can question, is it a useful way to utilize these words? You know, different opportunities we have to phrase this and seeing how collaboration and connection might be more useful, seeing how thoughtfulness and See, the word even comes up, the word crusade came to mind and seeing how that can be useful and how it can also shift the connotation that we have. And if we're here on this osteopathic life and thinking about the health focus, it doesn't have to mean denial of the challenge or the true uphill battle that might be ahead of us or in battle, that word enters in here. But how might we phrase things so that they are in a health focus, not in denial of what is, 
right, of the challenges, of the difficulties, of the realities of the moment, but also honoring what is present, right? What is working? What is successful already? What has been helpful? How can we enhance more of that? And coming from that lens does not mean we ignore anything else that's happening, but it means we keep our focus, we keep our eye on the possibility, and that can change our approach. We're in the midst of watching The Lord of the Rings, the extended version, right? So a bit of an ordeal, but we are presented with this opportunity to take in these films and to notice the many brilliant concepts that are presented in here and that idea of what are we keeping the eye on, right? And the, if the eye is focused only on one particular thing, and in this case, only on all the evil that's happening, that's all it will see and that's all it will perseverate, But can we shift that eye into what is good and what is possible and what is health? Even if it is one tiny growing plant in the space, the movie Wally pops into my mind here and thinking about that, when all that is left in this vapid wasteland is one sustainable plant, that is where the focus goes, even though it'd be so easy to look at everything else around you that isn't growing, that is dry and malnourished. But seeing the vibrancy and the beginning to grow and increase and enhance and nurture that, there is the opportunity that we have. And so when we're in this space of present, how are we showing up? How are we presenting our ideas or our concepts? And seeing the opportunity that happens to become manifest, we can bring it into being present as an adjective, now existing or in progress. So it's happening right now. And we think about present moment, and that might be a redundancy, right? If we're present in the moment, the current moment, there's just moments. We can certainly use some of these descriptors here. And what is it like to be in that present space? Being in view or at hand, being seen, And how are we being seen? How much of us are we allowing to be seen? What is it like when we're being seen in a certain situation with certain people? Are we consistent in how it is that we show up? Existing in something mentioned or under consideration. And so you're part of something. Being present is being involved, being integrated. Constituting the one actually involved at hand or being considered. So seeing that, right? You are the present candidate for this opportunity and seeing what that brings up for you and how you would like to be present. So shifting that just slightly from presence, right? And present and present to presence with a CE and what that means to us. So first looking at the fact of being in a particular place, the state of being present. So where are you practicing presence? And what does that feel like for you? If we take this into that meta moment of the opening of the gifts in these past few days and ongoing even into the rest of this week, are you present for that? Are you seeing the reaction? Are you watching the opening of the paper? Are you looking at that first glimpse? Are you noticing the reflection as they turn that present around so they can see the fullness of it? Are you taking the picture? Are you looking at the details and sharing that with them? Right? There are all kinds of different ways to be present to practice presence in that moment. Now look at this one, presence, the area that is close to someone. And so just seeing that presence, that it's not just you, it's not just 
you in that moment, but it's you and the extended space around you. The presence that you bring, the presence that a person brings. I'm recording this on the day that Archbishop Desmond Tutu left this physical plane. And just thinking about that and his presence and the depth and the extent of it felt around the globe, beyond, right? Beyond and transcended any limitations of race, of gender, of religion, of location, of all the demographics that so often create boundaries and limit our capacity to be present fully with each other, to engage and offer our presence. His was transcendent. He was a people of the people. He was a people of the world. He was a people beyond. He was a person of love and absolutely fully in the present and exuding this presence that could be felt beyond for so many. Someone or something that is seen or noticed in a particular place or area. So just seeing what's the presence? What do you sense around you? How do you engage with that? So the full definition of presence, as we talked about, we have essential meanings and full definitions, right? The actual person or thing that is present. So who are you when you're practicing presence? How do you tap into that? What rises up? What falls away in that space of being present? Presence, something such as a spirit felt or believed to be present. We talked about this just here. And absolutely with Archbishop Tutu, there was the physical person being present and also that sense of what was around. Certainly now there'll be that sense of him in so many ways for so many people all around the world and what gratitude we have and what opportunity we have to take up that presence, to hold it, to extend it, to incorporate it into our way of being, to offer it up to the world. And what spaces are you in when you know there's something else here? I sense the presence of more, something bigger than me. And what might we call it? Maybe you turn it into that as love, as universe, as joy, as God, whatever language might resonate for you. What presence do you sense? The bearing or air of a person a noteworthy quality of poise and effectiveness. Seeing that power of presence. And here we have it again, right? The power of gifting and the power of presence. What is the power of your presence in various situations? How do you wield that? How do you notice the difference in that quality? I think about the concentration, right? What is the strength of your presence? And when are you seeing that reflected back to you? When is someone saying, wow, Right, you were really here. And more often, likely, we're noticing it when we aren't fully present. We're being told that. Certainly, devices can be an element of interference with presence. And we have the opportunity, again, coming to this year end point and year beginning, new purpose and intention, practicing presence in new ways and bringing in those who might share with us when they sense that we're not practicing full presence. So, as we look, to these final days of 2021 and reflect on those gifts. Perhaps we can also incorporate looking back on those times when we were most present, when our presence was powerful. What we sense of the presence of those around us, physically or otherwise, and how we might step into this new year 
this new year of 2022, this new year of us, this new moment, each time we take a breath, each morning when we wake up and decide how we might offer the gift of presence to ourselves, taking that moment to really check in and see how we are, see what we need to speak it clearly, to offer it to one another, and how we might honor the gifts that we are given, how we can practice being amazing recipients, granting that space graciously to those who have bestowed upon us gifts, how we can be aware of the power of presence, of presence, of gifts, how we can wield that appropriately, how we can honor it, how we can leverage it for others, not over them, but with them, and offer them a space, gift them the opportunity, how we can notice the giftedness of all of those around us, and how we might contribute to spaces that offer up opportunity for everyone to nurture their unique and beautiful gifts, and how we can step into presence collectively to see what it is that's needed of us, that's possible from us, that's synergized and enhanced through the collective. And be gracious all around in the act of giving. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for those who listened double time to the winds of change. I thank all my conversations guests for being with me this year. And I'm grateful to have one more month in the year for this osteopathic life. We'll see what January has to bring. Wishing you a joyous round out to this year in all its gifts, in all its challenges, in all the opportunities we have to be present, even in these few days remaining. This is Dr. Millie Beeky with This Osteopathic Life. Thank you for listening.